Hi. Hello. And welcome. We're your hosts. I'm Alex. And I'm Kat. You found the two PFFs you didn't know you needed, but you're glad you have. Congratulations. You have found your people. Enjoy the ride as we navigate what it's like to live live out loud. Hi. What's up? How's it going? It's going good. You know, this week has been so busy. Um, But I am so excited about this episode. Um, I identify with a lot of the characteristics of the Enneagram 6. And, you know, as you know, we all know that uh, the Enneagram 6, the Enneagram 2, which is what we both are, um, Mm -hmm. are often confused. Um, They have a lot of similarities. And so I'm super excited uh, for our episode today. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. We're wrapping up the what is this, the gut, the gut area, and then we'll be moving into the heart here soon. So our Fridays with Friends Enneagram season will be coming to a close here soon. Yes, so excited. I know, it's kind of sad, but I'm excited (laughs) to see what we have cooking up next. Um, It's going to be good, but we'll go ahead and just jump right into our type six. I hope everybody enjoys it. Yeah, so our Enneagram 6 is my friend Chelsea. Welcome, Chelsea. I'm so excited you're here. She is the mama of two little sweet little boys, um, and she's just been my friend for several years now, and I'm so excited to have you. So thank you so much for doing this with us today. Yeah, thanks. I'm excited to be here. Um, I have been, I guess, secretly, not really secretly, but I've listened to almost every every episode, so I'm almost kind of like fangirling like yay it's me I get to do this um but I'm excited thanks for having me absolutely and thank you for listening listeners are are so important and we are so thankful that we have some out there so thank you for that um you know every everything that's new right every new small business every new podcast every new thing that someone does um friends and family don't realize how important it is, um, their support in the beginning to really help that get off the ground. So we really appreciate your support. How long have you known that you're an Enneagram six? It's been probably, probably close to Micah's age, about six years. Um, six years is when I started to feel all the, I guess you'd say heavy six things, um, Mm -hmm. and kind of realizing like, Hey, this is something like I should address. I don't know what a lot of this is and I don't understand a lot of this. So it's been a good six years. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's a long time. Yeah. yeah. Some of the longest that we've had as far as like the Enneagram types that we've had on here. So that's really cool. Mm-hmm. How'd you find it, Chelsea? How'd you find the Enneagram? Um, my sister has been into the Enneagram for some time. Um, and I don't even know how it came up in subject, but I haven't necessarily, I've probably been heavy in it for three years, but about six years ago is when I was like, okay, well maybe I should just learn a little bit more. It's a good resource, good tool. So, um, more so like three years that I've really kind of dug into it. Mm -hmm. The question we always ask to just to get started with like the Enneagram, um, cause it falls in line with what our podcast is all about. Um, as a type six, what makes you feel too much slash not enough? This is a hard one because I think about myself, like how I would answer this, but I also feel like other people answer this for me differently too. Like, um, I feel too much or I feel like other people think I'm too much, um, when I'm not healthy, when I'm not in my healthy six, I feel, um, 
like maybe I'm an over planner or maybe I'm overly anxious and like it's rubbing off on others and it seems very chaotic because I'm very mm-hmm. much trying to pick up pieces or, you know, get mm-hmm. things together. And so I feel like other people think I'm too much when I'm actually not healthy. And I mean, uh-huh. I think that makes, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I also feel like I'm too much when I'm really healthy. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think I'm doing really good. And I recognize when things aren't okay. I feel like I'm also too much because then I'm like over planning things or like, I think one of the things that people, I don't necessarily say get wrong, but a lot of people think that sixes are just warriors. Like we just have mm-hmm. this in our head, which is very real. And it's a part of our everyday life that I think, um, we get misunderstood as well because we can seem too much when we step up into things. We can seem like we're too much um, when we take roles on that people don't necessarily think we have the capability of or our personality matches. Mm-hmm. So when I'm really well, I think I'm too much for people because I'm like, I'm in it. And, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm planning all the things and A, B, and C um, plans. <laughs> um, so I think it's both. I think it's both. I have contingencies for everything. Right. If this happens, we'll do this and then this and then this. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. And I think that's like really huge, like with a six, just because like when I think about a six, they're usually on the higher emotion side, both healthy and unhealthy. So I can definitely see how on both ends of the spectrum, you can mm-hmm. feel too much, even when you're thriving in that like more self-affirming side of the six, um, that can still seem maybe a little too much for people. Yeah, I could see that. Definitely. Um, as a type six, what makes you feel the most misunderstood? Um, oh, sorry. I think I kind of answered that. But oh, you're fine. again, part of part of at least my everyday life, and I think any true six, we deal with a lot of um, worst case scenario in, in our mind. And um, I think that is also one of the most misunderstood because that's not how we want to operate. And that's not necessarily um, how I would define myself as a warrior and especially as a believer. You know, we're we're taught and, you know, we're led by the Holy Spirit and by God to to think of other things. And um, we we think of warriors of warriors, not warriors, warriors of being people of of weak minds. And Mm. um, I think that that is a a misunderstood thing about a six is because we could be the one who steps up and, and things that are not um, organized or have plans mm-hmm. or, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. And so I, I think a lot of the misunderstanding comes from the fear um, of what a six can carry. And I, I love that you said that, Chelsea, because, you know, it's kind of like for every everything, every person, every whatever, right? There's always usually in it, there's something that could go for good and there's something that could go for not good. Right. And so you speak to something very clearly about the six is that they're often thought of as those warriors, right? Those ones that like see every situation and everything could go wrong and all the fear and all the anxiety. And as a believer, you're taught to cast your anxiety, right? To cast your cares upon the Lord. And people are so quick to tell a type six that, but what they're not quick to go is, yeah, but where's the gifting here? Absolutely. Like this type doesn't exist to just worry. This type probably exists in the world. And there's lots of sixes. This type probably exists in the world so that they can say, hey, there's a pitfall here. Hey, there's a problem here. 
danger, danger, danger. Don't go there. Go here instead, because there's so much wisdom um, in that that can be offered to situations and relationships and even corporations, right? It's like you want a six on your team because a six can look at a situation and go, it could go wrong here. It could go wrong there, right? And so while you don't always want to not make a decision because, you know, something could go wrong, it's nice and very beneficial, I feel like, in every situation to have that lens that says, yeah, but this could be a gift also. It's not just Mm -hmm. a, a problem, Right. I'm, I'm actually very worthy and capable. Um, and I, I, I just, I love a six for that. I don't feel like it's, it's shouted out enough. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Um, Kitty, do you have like, I know I normally ask you and I miss this. Can you give like a quick overview of the six? We've covered some like really strong facets of it. Um, but I'd love to kind of get a little bit more insight into the six before we keep going yeah so um i can't remember the nickname for the six and i didn't write it down for everyone who's listening the loyalist there you go it was it was here i'm like um so yeah the six is known as the loyalist they are what their name says they are the most loyal type on the enneagram um and you know we we usually look at the enneagram and people they try to put every other personality type uh on uh on an enneagram because every other personality type is usually judged by the outward things yeah what what is being done um what is what does this person behave like how do they show up in the world that's not the enneagram the enneagram types are based on what's going on internally why they do the thing and so for the six they are super loyal why are they loyal they're loyal for security um, so the, the type six is constantly striving for security and guidance, right? Because they never want to be in a place where there's unknown. They don't like to be in a place where things could go wrong. They fear being without that security and that that loyalty for themselves. They want guidance and they want security. And so that is where we usually find the type six. Um, Chelsea, that. Uh, you can add, of course, because you are a six, um, anything to that. But that's that's the gist of, of what I, I know and have studied about the, the type six. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely would agree. And it's cool hearing it, like, from someone else's perspective. <laughs> you never like to, you know, talk about yourself or, like, to your own horn, but you're like, yeah, I'm a dang good friend, you know? Um, and that is because, you know, we, you seek, are. we seek for security and we seek for um, – Affirmation and not necessarily about ourselves, but just about like things in the world and, and things that you know we love and, and we're passionate about, or you know, big decisions. And um, I feel like sixes when, when we're healthy and when we're doing really, really well, um, we kind we kind of trend along like with the nine, we become like way more optimistic and kind mm-hmm. of relaxed. Um, and I think that's because when we are healthy, we, we, we have security, you know, we found security and, mm-hmm. and yeah. that. Um, and so I do like to think of myself sometimes as a nine, which is nice because <laughs> a lot of times when you're six, you don't feel a lot of peace. Um, when you're, you know, in, in strains of ebbs and flows, when things aren't going so good. And so, 
Um, as a six, I always like to have friends, you know, that are nines or friends, you know, that are twos and, and have strengths, you know, like Katie, I can always call Katie and be like, okay, I need to tell you about this because I need affirmation. <laughs> um, and I got you. <laughs> I know you do. Um, and then, you know, on, on the other end, I think of like, I have lots of friends that are threes and they're incredible people. And I don't ever really think negatively Actually, I can't think of any negative thing about any threes that I um, love, but I think that when I'm unhealthy um, as a six, I can kind of pick up some characteristics um, of a three, like for work, for example, Katie knows, you know, my work life. Um, If I'm very stressed and I'm not doing okay, or if I have specific metrics or or numbers to make, I become really competitive. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's also where I can see like, I'm not necessarily worried about things. I'm kind of now just like in overdrive because I got to prove myself and like, it doesn't matter. Like I'll step up and lead if I have to, because I'm competitive, like this is unhealthy for me and I'm going to get where I, where I need to be. So, um, I see, I see a lot of nine and and three and a six as well. Um, so I think they kind of, I mean, it makes sense when you look at one through nine Enneagram, but I think they Mm -hmm. go, a lot hand in hand based on, you know, healthy side and an unhealthy. For sure. So this isn't one of our questions, but I'm curious. Oh. Uh oh. Okay. Because I'm married to a seven. I'm curious about your wings, Tiltsy, because you know, you got you could swing towards uh, a five, um, who's very like uh investigative and, and more quiet and needs more time to recharge and those kind of things, or you could swing more to what seems your total opposite, <laughs> um, which is the chaos of a seven. And I love a seven. I'm married to one, but I mean like the, the, the spontaneity and the, the FOMO. I mean, I mean the FOMO that drives them hard, you know? Yeah. And so I'm curious, like, where do you fall on your wing? I mean, say this I've said this a lot in the last I don't know 15 minutes that we've been talking so far but I this week I've been kind of learning about being you know a good manager of all that God's given us and my mind has been the most important thing that he's really been impressing on me that you know is something that I have to have really good discernment on and so when I think about my wings I think about the same thing like if I'm really healthy, I'm going to, I'm going to wing to a five. And if I'm really unhealthy, I'm, I'm winging to a seven. And, and that is just because the, the core in me, if I'm not being a good manager of, of what's going on in my mind, it's going to get chaotic. I'm going to worry. I'm going to stress. Um, I'm going to get crazy and I'm going to get manic and people are going to hate me <laughs> because I'm in overdrive trying to figure things out. Um, and I think I, I would definitely lean more towards a, a seven. I, I lose grip of um, my plans and I become more, I guess you'd say extroverted um, mm-hmm. because I'm kind of like, okay, I don't care. Like, it's just going to be what it is. And I, I can't plan my A, B, and C anymore right. versus if I am really healthy, I I feel like I lean more towards a, a five. I, I feel like I'm more organized. I'm more collective. I have more control over my thoughts. Um, mm-hmm. And I, as you said, I, I can hold them captive and I, I can realize what I'm thinking um, I go back and forth. I feel like overall though, um, I feel like overall, I probably lean more towards a five. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Thank you for sharing that with us. 
Um, so what makes you feel most loved uh, and seen? Organization. I very much, um, even just like at home, not even just at home, but like my workplace and like the things that I do throughout the day, um, organization makes me feel really loved. Like if I come home and my husband's like, I rearranged this, I'm like, whoa, okay. That does, probably is not the way that I wanted it to be, but I'm like, you understand that that clear space in my mind, like that right. Right. <laughs> out of my mind, even though I wouldn't have put the cups there, I wouldn't have put the plates there. You know, it's probably going to be moved in 30 minutes, but. But you it, did it and took the initiative. Yes, yes. It makes me feel like <laughs> because he understands, you know, if things are chaotic or around me, my mind's chaotic um, mm -hmm. and, it's, and it makes me anxious. So I love that. Yeah, that makes me feel loved is when things are just very put together. Well, our last question is a little bit of a fun one. Mm -hmm. And don't overthink it because the, the, the wrong answer is the best answer. So don't overthink this. There is a plate in the middle of the floor. Why are you picking it up? You don't. It's gross. Like, you don't know what's on it. Like, you you don't pick it up. My first thing is, like, ew. Okay. I know not to overthink it, but I'm like, I need some con some context. Like, is this a plate in my floor? Is this a plate somewhere randomly in the pu like public? Is it ceramic? Is it going to break? Is it close to a trash can? Can I just, like, scoop it up? <laughs> like, but my original thought is, like, you know, don't touch it. There's germs. Like, we don't want we don't want to get sick. Like, I don't have hand sanitizer. Actually, I probably do have hand sanitizer, but, like, let's not touch it. <laughs> you can't. You have all the hand sanitizer. I have, you I have, have it all. You have the no, mini travel version. You have the big bottle in your purse. You have it in your car. Yes. I have the organic. I have, like, the 99% alcohol. I have the, like, get her done, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, that is the best. We tell all of our, we tell all of our friends on Fridays when they answer this question. You think that your answer isn't sufficient. We think that your answer is exactly what we expected your mm -hmm. type to say. 100%. So it's perfect. Good. Oh, okay. Good. That was it. a fun one. That was a fun one. I'm like, no, yeah. just don't touch it. It's wild to really think about it because when you're in, in that moment, all you're thinking about is yourself and what you're thinking. I'm not thinking about oh, well, what would Katie think if she picked this up? Or what right. would Chelsea think? And so now actually breaking it down and seeing it from the different types, it's like, wait, what? For real? Uh -huh. And it yeah. lines up perfectly. perfectly. It so does. It's, it's literally like, it's literally like for a split second in time, we can look at our friends and be like, your personality in one sentence is X. I mean, it's, it's the best. It, it, it's this random question that spurred out of an initial conversation between Alex and I about the Enneagram. And it's like, we're just going to ask it just for funsies. Yeah. And it's been the most profound question. That's fun. Like, I'm sitting here thinking, my husband is a one. And I'm like trying to think of like what he would say if I were to be like, babe, if there's a plate on the floor... Like, why would you pick it up? And his answer would probably be like, because it doesn't belong on the floor or, you know, something, you know, like, and so like, I'm sitting here thinking like, we would have. That was the answer right. of the one. That was the answer yeah. from our yeah. one. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I'm like, well, sure, it doesn't belong there, but I'm not touching it. Like, I'm not touching it. <laughs> We're touching it. 
it's just gonna have to decay right there yeah i love that i love it this has been a great conversation um thank you so much for joining us to let us ask you these questions and pick your brain um the message that I, I hope everybody walks away from, from, from the Enneagram six is that we see you that yes, we know that you carry so many thoughts in your head and that can be burdensome for you, but you are, you're loved just the way that you are because you provide so much to the world and you are not too much, not too much. You're not too little, not too little. You are just enough. You are just enough.